Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Williams, and joining me today for a third week in a row is Christoph Katzbeck. Hi. That was a weird high. LA was kind of a weird high. Is that what happens right. when you get into a rhythm? Yeah. Uh, three weeks, you're yeah. like, I'm just, I'm just taking off. I was, I was, I was trying to be really focused and sounding really professional, yeah. and then I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just gonna wing it. And what comes out is hi. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry. I went radio mode for a moment. Did, did you? I, yeah. Like, I kind of back to yeah, kind of like old like, old radio mode. 103.5. Most seven here, but it's okay. Oh, I was just making up numbers. You're just close. Was yeah. it 103.7? Yeah, you worked for 103.7. Yeah. I think it's Hometown Radio now. It used to be a country station. Hometown Radio. But then they swapped, and now it's... Anyways, yeah. I don't think most kids really know what radio is. No. No, they have no idea. I don't think, at least. Maybe it's just the thing that uh, when, when mom and dad turn the car on, and the aux cord isn't plugged in yet, and so radio comes in, they're like, oh, what does that sound? What are you playing through your phone on Bluetooth? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. So I, I, I'm not going to mention any names, but I have a child... Uh, oh, you do. Who just got a driver's license? Yes, so we're yeah. Not gonna, I'm not going to mention any names. No, he, no names. Um, it was funny because the car he inherited to drive is the car we brought him home in the hospital with, which is fun. Wow. And and he immediately looked at it. it was like, well, how how am I going to play music in here? <laughs> yep. And because it had a radio and a CD player, like it does have a CD <laughs> player. It's not even a tape deck. Yeah. And so he was so excited because he told me about this great invention. He's like, no, it's so great. I, you plug it into your car, and then I can play through Bluetooth on this device. And I'm like, yeah, like an FM transmitter. It's a transmitter. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, a, it's this thing. You just plug it in, and it's just this program. I was like, yeah, it's an FM transmitter. The quality is terrible. No, no, no. It sounds good. And I, I just thought it was funny because I was thinking about, you know, Back before, you know, when you had yeah. tape decks and you put in the, remember the tape deck? Oh, yeah. That was like wired to the CD player. Yep. And uh, and then you had the FM transmitter. I, I still use one? one of those up until last summer. The tape deck Yeah, thing? the tape deck thing in our old minivan. I would Seriously? use that with a, with a cord and then I would have to do a um, an adapter from the cord yeah. to the iPhone and <laughs> I would play it. Yeah. Can I just say that that technology still escapes my brain of how that actually I, works? The me transmitter, too. Yeah. I understand, but the tape deck... How does the how does it in an analog way transmit? I I have no idea. I don't know. That's like walking on the moon kind of stuff, right there to me. Yeah, I worked in radio for years. And I you, still have no idea how that works. And we like I use the carts. I use the tail. Like I've I've used those, and I have no idea. No, it is, it's, it's incredible. A, it is amazing. So I just thought it was funny that he that did not understand a world where you don't have Bluetooth. Like it's not even an yeah. aux cable anymore. Which that car doesn't even have an aux cable. Like it's just right, yeah. It's CD just... player, a single disc CD player, and a. You remember when CD players were like a big deal in cars? I remember when I was really excited when my, one of my friends got a, a vehicle with a CD player in it. Yeah. We were we were pumped. Yeah, I had a I had a trunk CD. Oh, one of the trunk changer. ones, like the six, the six in there, and you six, yep. yeah. So yeah. at a stop, you'd have to get out and <laughs> like change the discs because six to... the six that were in there were not enough. Right. Well, it felt like it felt like a ton of music. You know, it was, that was back when you listened to a whole album, which, by the way, is better on a road trip. I like this whole idea. We we will make a playlist, like a family playlist. Yeah. And I feel like we've just put a million songs on there, and it'll last like for twenty minutes. Yeah. And like that's the end of the playlist. Uh, man, what were the the days of just listening to an album, which meant some songs that you weren't as excited about or whatever. Yeah, the filler. Yeah. 
but but that would you'd be like okay i've got like a five hour drive ahead of me then you know it's like six or seven albums you yeah know, it depends on which ones you throw in there maybe eight maybe maybe nine if you have but but you just you'd know you could Play those, are, those are the days we yeah. used to we would buy them and then we would wait till the weekend till we could just and we would just drive around listening to albums like that was the thing my friends and i did we would drive around and listen to albums like that's when we, we yeah got, yeah oh, those were the days those man. were the days all right well these are new days and <laughs> yes, you we should be content about we should that, yeah uh, about where we our, are with music our current technological state yeah. yeah we should be content i think so okay and that's it good conversation so thanks for joining us appreciate I it hope that was helpful um, so you preached, it was funny cause there are a lot of people who said, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten contentment. I would not have taken this in the contentment direction. And I found myself thinking in my mind when they would say that, when they said that to me, like, yeah, neither would I, yeah. I would also have not gotten that from it. So let me ask you that off the bat, because I do have some questions and I wrote down, I took a lot of notes. Um, uh, and I'm curious what, at what point did you look at this and say, you know what, I'm going to take this in a direction of contentment? Like, what was the question as you were reading it that made you think, I think contentment's the answer to this? Yeah, I sat down and, and read it a handful of times, and I was praying. And, you know, the question that often rings in my head is, okay, you know, God, what, what, how, how do you want to speak to our church, you know, this Sunday morning? What, what are you, what is, what is something our church needs to hear this morning, and specifically out of this passage? And, and as I was, you know, praying through that, this first section, because you gave me, uh, you basically just gave me some verses and you didn't give me a theme topic, anything like that. You just gave me some verses and like, you're, this is what you're going to preach. And what was really just ringing in my head is, is was this idea of contentment because I, I feel like I interact with, and not just, not just other people. This is something that I've, I've felt personally is just, it's something that I wrestle with. I, I wrestle with being content with where God has me and in, in understanding what that means. Like, in, in not allowing it to make me be anxious. I think we live in this world that is filled with, with, with anxiety and stress. And, um, and I, I just feel like it all kind of centers in around this ball of being content with where, um, God has you. And so, yeah, I could have taken this a lot of different ways. Um, we could have really zeroed in on, on Lydia and her family. And, and I, I wanted to for a little while, or we could have talked about, um, Paul and that missionary journey and, and how he was going around. But I really felt like, contentment is just something that um we need to seek more of uh in in the church and so that's that was that okay so can i tell you what your answer should be <laughs> well <laughs> are you actually asking me or are you no. just gonna say it anyways no, so. no, well no i yeah. was i was kidding but no that that's helpful because i was thinking so here's here's what my train of thought went because so number one this is the difference between preaching and teaching sure in a sense so preaching is about is about stirring affections and and bringing what God has for a particular people in a particular place. Teaching the passage would be different. You mm -hmm. know, teaching the passage, you're going to go more into the the context of it and where it is, and and we do that a lot in our preaching. Like, right, there would be yeah. teaching aspects, but clearly, this is a passage of, about the Holy Spirit's intervention and. Um, and not having Paul go where Paul desired, like leading Paul. And so he could have, you could have gone directions of like discernment of the Holy Spirit um, would be a very common way to preach this passage. Probably the way I would have, I probably would have gone down that road. But what I like about this with contentment is contentment is kind of a uh, precursor or a helpful 
state of being to be able to discern the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because when we're yeah. not content, that that clouds our ability to discern what God is leading us to do, right? Right. And that that's what really exactly. That's what really kind of stirred up in me mm-hmm. as I was reading this is that it really feels like from a from from a heart that is content in Christ, we then have clarity and discernment to ask the questions of where are you leading me holy spirit and then and then even when when the road bumps in life happen i was even thinking in my life because i i think the first time i read through acts i was probably in my my late teens early 20s and i remember coming across this passage and thinking it was hilarious because i was like what what does it mean the holy spirit forbid him and then i just kind of went on and whatever and and now i've experienced you know 15 years of life after that mm-hmm. and i've experienced that i've experienced you know losing a job and 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 having to deal with what's what's next for my family i've experienced getting rejected from going to other jobs and not getting to go where i thought we were expected um and, and just sitting and having those those questions and praying okay god what are what are you expecting out of us i've had those many times and i i think that it reading this came a little more alive to me in light of the fact that um, I had, I had, I had those experiences. Yeah. And I think, so, so here's what I think would be really helpful because there's so many times that people say, well, I I just wish God would make it clear to me. What am I, what I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do? And, and if you've been a part of our church for very long, you know that we often, uh, I often communicate that 98% of what you're called to do is already explicitly stated. God's already spoken through his word. Like, so, um, wherever it's often that 2% of, you know, where am I supposed to do it or what official role am I supposed to have? But regardless of, you know, whether, whether you marry this person or that person, how you're supposed to live as a married person is very clearly you know, yeah, laid yeah. out for us and that we're called to be a neighbor who loves their neighbor and we're called to be person, a worshiper of God. We're called to like all these different things. It doesn't matter where we are or what our actual role is or, um, but even so, so we do say that, but at the same time, even on a day-to-day basis, I believe the Holy Spirit leads us and, and guides us in listening to his voice in both small things and big things is critical. And, um, and so, when people are asking that question, well, how do you hear from the Holy Spirit? I, what I felt kind of convicted of in in this message was, um, how often I miss talking about the place from which we are able to listen. Yeah. So again, that this this goes to this this question of contentment, and I think we don't we don't realize how a lack of contentment does make it harder for us to hear. God's voice because let's face it if if we want something if we're not content if we think this other thing is the better thing then we will we will be able to justify it in all kinds of ways we will run through all kinds of stop signs because we're we're just really sure like this is this is what I but this is what I want um and so I was just trying to think through like well how do you how do you deal with that um and how do you like, how do you get to that place uh, where you are able? Because from a place of contentment, when I just say, okay, whatever God gives me in this moment or whatever road he asks me to go on, I will, with, with that, I'll be content. Um, so much so that Paul says that in Philippians where he's saying, like, this is actually the secret, you know, the, yeah. the secret yeah, to everything exactly. is to be content in Christ. Like, yeah. the secret to walking whatever road, if the road is one of, blessing or one of suffering or one of wealth or one of 
um, poverty or, or one of health or one of illness, like whatever that road is, the secret to dealing with all that is to be content in Christ. I'm actually kind of surprised I didn't use that on Sunday too. morning. You said that, and I'm like, that was actually written to the church in Philippi, where he ended up going uh-huh. through, and I uh-huh. did not quote that for Which, some reason. Which, don't worry, I mean, that is, that's, that's another <laughs> thing behind the scenes. Do you know how many times yeah. I have preached, and I'll be done, and somebody will come up to me, and they'll say, you know, that really reminds me of this passage, and I'm thinking, that is a yeah. million times better illustration than what I used, yeah. but it just missed it, yeah. but that's not a big deal. Um, so... Here, here's what I think would be helpful at this point. I want to. There are a couple of things that you said that I highlighted that I thought this is helpful if you want to get to a place. So if you want to get to a place where you're able to hear the Spirit and you realize, like, I to do that, I need to be in a place of contentment. Um, you know, how do I get there? Like, what what things should I consider? What should I meditate on? One of the things you said um, is the understanding that God is not withholding something. He He has something better. Yeah. Yeah. This is a very basic statement that we have a really hard time of grasping in our hearts. Like it's not a hard intellectual statement to no. grasp. Yeah. We have multiple examples in our own lives where we have been the giver of something where we're saying, Hey, I'm not I mean, I say this to my kids all the time. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to withhold something good from you. Like if they want to eat ice cream all day, like I'm not actually withholding something good. I've got something better for you, which is namely not having a stomach ache, you know, like, <laughs> right. or, yeah. or a healthy body or whatever yeah. the case is. And so how do you deal with that when you say, okay, cause there are times where it feels like, well, gosh, it sure does feel like God is withholding this thing. I, I want this thing. This thing doesn't seem to be inherently evil, but God, or it could even be good, which and we're in that situation with Paul, like his desire that he wants, it's not like he, he wants to go vacation on an island and just forget about anything and be, you know, lavished with food and drink and gifts. Um, that's not what he's wanting to. Get. It's not like oh, I want to go do this, and well, the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me, and so now I got to go share right. the gospel. Like he wants to go share the gospel. So what he wants is a good thing. How do you, how do you minister to yourself and and deal with the fact that? there are times where it feels like, no, it does really feel like God is withholding this good thing. I think, um, so, I mean, this is just going to be a repeat of what I said on Sunday, but, That's okay. I, but I, but I think that it I wasn't co- listening. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think the, to me, it's a, it's a big trust thing, right? Like God is, God is growing us in our trust of, of him in, in, in growing our faith in him. And, I just, I've, I've found that when that happens, my, um, what I'm putting my hope in is, is revealed. It's, it's kind of like this, this, this idol check. And, and so how do, how do I gain contentment? Well, I, I, I remind my, I, I preach the gospel to myself. I remind myself that, um, first of all, that's just not like on a deep soul level, like it is 100% true that he has not withheld anything from me because he, he gave himself. For me which is incredible right. like so on, on a very foundational soul level like i have to remind myself that i am i i, I was created by him um I, I rebelled against him i was forgiven by him he has given me a new spirit and that he, he's walking with me you know and i have to i have to preach that to myself daily because when i do run into those those bumps where there's something that I, I clearly want and i go this is this is the thing this is the thing that i want 
I have to remind myself that God, not only does he know what, what is the better thing, but that he being good has given himself so that whatever it is, 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 is good ultimately. Um, right, because he is the better thing. Well, exactly. Yes, I mean, that's thank the you. Thing. Yes, and that's what I hear you saying. I'm that he, he is better, and this has been a theme where you're talking. I just feel like a lot of the people in our church right now are dealing with roads that they don't want to go down. And uh, I have multiple times in the past few months have to, had to give the counsel of if you have these two roads. And you know, it does not matter how inviting this road looks. If you know Jesus is on this other road, like the question is, do you believe that being with him is better? Um, and abiding in him is actually better. And so I think like that's that's what it ends up getting because it's, it's not saying that the circumstances of this other road are better. Right, right. So if you're saying, okay, I wanted health, but I was diagnosed with this illness. Well, nobody's going to say having cancer is better, is a better circumstance than not having cancer. But having cancer, abiding in Christ, is absolutely better yes. than not having cancer without Christ. Exactly. And that is a statement that, sound, that will be foolishness to those who do not believe. And that's, but, but that's what, and that's what, you know, Paul says right. is like the, 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 the wisdom of the world is foolishness. Right. You know, or the wisdom of Christ is foolishness to the world. Right. You know, and, and yeah. Okay. Well, I, the, the sentiment is that yes, yes. It, because, yes. because it doesn't make sense. And this is where we get into trouble with in Christianity, where we try to make everything make sense to a non-believing world. This at its core will not make sense. If you say to somebody, to someone who does not believe, if you were to say having cancer with Christ is better than not having cancer without Christ, that makes no sense. Correct. Yeah. To the world. And I would argue that it doesn't, like there's our flesh, it, I wouldn't just argue, but it doesn't make sense to our flesh. But in our spirit, something calls out that that is true. And that is a source of Paul's contentment is he believes that. And so that's, I think that's one really helpful thing is whatever road you're on is it's not, it's not just that, okay, well, I know God will make this thing better and he will, there will come a day where that road will actually end, like wherever that road ends is better, is objectively better than where this other road ends. But that may not be revealed until eternity. We right. Don't, you don't know, but actually abiding in Christ is better even even now. So I think that's that's one thing is to confront that when we're struggling with a con contentment is to say God is not withholding any good thing. He who did not withhold his own son, how we would not with him graciously give us all things, like all good things. He's he's not stingy. Right. If he's withholding something from me, it's because it is not ultimately for my good. And like a child doesn't understand why they can't eat ice cream all day, we also cannot understand why well, God, why wouldn't you just make everything? Why would you not make me prosper in everything I do? Because that isn't actually for our good. Because that's actually going to steal you. That that thing could potentially steal your joy yeah. in Christ, which is like, why would we want it then? Right. If if it's if that's what it's going to do, why why would you want it? Right. 
And so that, that was one thing that you said I thought was really helpful. Another thing that I think is really helpful in this kind of discerning how to, to deal with contentment and listening to the spirit, um, is that you said contentment is not complacency. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why I love that. And why I think that's critical. So I'm someone that struggles with contentment. You, the the vision caster, the one who's right. <laughs> I know it's shocking. Shocked, yeah, like shocking. I'm constantly like, you know, what you should do is this. Like, I'm never. I'm scared to ever bring any ideas up to you because all of a sudden, like something that I was like, I think I should plant a garden, and you're like, you should plant a thousand trees down in Brazil. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying, Jay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, like bigger, better. Like I, I, I've always my whole life has struggled with contentment. It's actually something God has done in me in the last several years as I has brought contentment in, in my heart but not lost my vision casting yeah. and so but that has come in Christ and it's come through a lot of sanctification and hardships um but but I this this contentment is not complacency here's what I love about this is that there are people so for a person like me who always struggle with contentment and often it manifests itself in wanderlust or always thinking like the next hill is like we got to take the next hill or the grass is greener or, you know, it'll be even, you know, just I like a new idea or whatever. Their fear is complacency mm -hmm. because complacency is bad. And so, so the, the person who struggles with contentment will often confuse those two terms and make contentment something that should be avoided rather than understanding that complacency is not the same thing. And so it'll be almost a straw man argument like, well, I don't want to be complacent and, and, and in making those a yeah. synonym. And so there are people who would say like, well, contentment, like, well, then I'm going to have a boring life. Like, cause they, they think of it as complacent on the other side of the coin is the person who thinks that they're content, but they're actually complacent. Right. So they're both confusing the terms. It's important for both people, both the person who's always chasing something new to understand that contentment is not the same thing as complacency. So you don't need to be afraid of becoming complacent to, to be content. Right. But the person on the other side who looks like they're content, but they're actually complacent, they've also confused the terms. And so they've just kind of, they're just kind of coasting through life and, you know, and happy in calling it contentment. Yeah. And I mean, we see that we saw that in the passage, right? So even though in, in Acts 16, Paul and, and his crew are denied access into Asia and then Bithynia, they keep going. They don't, they don't right. stop. They keep going. And something that was really helpful for me, I was just thinking, you, you said the phrase, the grass is always greener on the other side. And, and I feel like I've talked to a lot of people who just have that, that stirring up in them of like, I, I would rather be this place because of this, this, and this. And, um, and I mean this in a kind way is like, I'm not saying just if you're imagining two fields and one field is a bunch of dead grass and the other field is a bunch of luscious grass that you want to go over to, um, just as much of an action to pick up a watering can and start watering your grass. You know, uh, it's, it's amazing to me that we go and we look like, Oh, I just want to go where the grass is greener mm -hmm. rather than going, well, what, how is God going to use me here mm -hmm. to grow this grass both require action it's right. not like you're just going to sit around and do nothing uh so right which would be complacency to exactly just be like oh i'm fine with the brown withered grass around me like yeah well that's complacency yeah and that's that's no good that's that 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 isn't good the grass then is by definition greener on the other side but the solution to the grass being greener on the other side sometimes is not going to the other side it's sometimes just watering your lawn
right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's another helpful, like if you're dealing with a lack of contentment or if you're battling complacency to remember that, yes, at, being content is an active pursuit. It's yes. not passive. Yes, absolutely. Con- contentment is active. You would not look at when Paul talks about being content in all these circumstances, all the circumstances he talks about are are not neutral circumstances. No, and it, so there was something that I, I was going to mention on Sunday, and I, I didn't get to, and, and part of the reason I didn't get to it is because y- you've preached on it a number of times. That's always stuck to me, is you look at a majority of the examples of Jesus' ministry, he almost always uses the small things to make big things. And so I, I think part of the reason we, we get complacent is because we, we, we see this other thing that we want to go and do. It's big. It's, it's awesome. We get excited about it uh, rather than the small things that are happening right, right. in front of us yep. that we don't think about God using. So when I, when I say water your field, sometimes it's just a patch. Sometimes, you know, that watering is, is, right. is just a patch, uh, but God's going to do some incredible things with it. The, the crazy thing is that sometimes we look at some of the bigger events that happen in Jesus' ministry, and it actually doesn't really— you know, I, I think of like the feeding and then right after the feeding, you have a bunch of people that follow Jesus and all they follow him for is the food and the, the bread, the, right. the food. Um, and so I, 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 that was another thing that I, I wanted to talk a little bit about and, and I just didn't feel like it, it fit right is this idea that, um, we, we sometimes, I think we allow ourselves to become complacent because we're not drawn to the smaller things, but it's, it's oftentimes the smaller things that God uses in, in incredible ways. Right, so both the person who is complacent and the person who has wanderlust, the thing they have in common is neither one of them do the small thing that's right in front of them that God's asking them right. to do. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they're either looking to something else or they're not participating in what's there. But, And I, I think you did touch on that. You didn't use those words, but you did. I love the line where you said that Lydia, um, like it would have, it may have seemed strange to Paul like, why wouldn't you let me go where I wanted to go? But now I'm I'm here in Philippi. Philippi. That may have seemed strange to Paul, but it wasn't strange to Lydia. Yeah. Like, to Lydia, this is, like, Incredible. Like, she's been waiting for this, and of course he's there. And um, I love that. And that is, a, that is a great example of be faithful to what's right in front of you. Is that's the most if if you are a person that struggles with contentment because you want your life to matter, you want you want to accomplish big things, you think there's something more to life and you want you're driven in that way, understanding the economy of the kingdom, that the thing that is the the path to that is to do the next faithful thing. Yeah. There's the phrase of like do the next right thing. Um, or just do the next thing. A lot of times people who have gone through a great tragedy, they just tell them like, Hey, just do the next, do the next thing. Yeah. Next step. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think of it from a spiritual journey of do the next faithful thing, whatever that is. It, it may be, you know, getting out of bed, opening your Bible. It could be talking, talking to your neighbor. It could be going to your job and doing that job well. But each of those steps is like, it's building and God is, is using that. And so clearly we have that where Paul, obeys the Holy Spirit, and now Lydia and her whole household and then more people are yeah. completely changed, which, yes, I, I thought was interesting. And we will um, go through, we're going to do an overview of Philippians. Um, but it is interesting in that context. Well, no wonder Paul's talking about you know contentment. So it really does connect yeah. really well because that's the lesson he learned in Philippi. And, yeah. and 
um, and wrote back to the church of like, hey, I've learned the secret in being content in all these circumstances. Like it's Christ. And um, so so that was, a, I think, another big one. Um, the last one I wanted to point out that I thought was really great is you said contentment is infectious. Yeah, yeah. So how have you seen that? Like what 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 stirred that in you or have you seen that in in your own life? Yeah, yeah. Um okay, I feel like I can take that a few directions, but I I think the first one is you know, I I think the world is yearning for contentment. Like I I don't think that that's a uncommon desire uh throughout the world. And so I I think when you talk to people who are and we just we exist in a time that is is I said it before stressed and anxious and there, there's just there's a lot of discontentment going on in the world when when you can prove or when you can show that you're, you're content in something someone's gonna go like how how like how how could you go through this and 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 believe that there's something better for you you know we were talking about this better because the world doesn't say that the world says, you know, okay, whatever is better is like the actual thing. And you got to go and get that thing. And if you don't go and get that thing, then you're, you're not going to be content. You're not going to be happy. You got to go, go and get that. Go, 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 go. And it, it transcends, I think what the world is selling. It just is better. And people are going to see that if you are living life with, with others, they are going to see that contentment on display. Um, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's the gospel, right? Like, I, I think that's the aroma of life that that Paul talks about. And we have to be, like, I think that's part of the reason why we need to intentionally be living with with other people in our sphere. We need to be good neighbors. We need to be talking to our neighbors and spending time with them and our coworkers. And um, because that contentment that God's going to breed in you, he wants to breed in others. And he has shown throughout the course of his gospels that he's going to do it through his people. Uh, they are the vehicle by which he is going to uh, spread his his good news, and um, you don't miss out on that. So, yeah i I think I think it's so good, and it is like contentment is just it's not it's not a part of our culture. There are cultures over the course of history that have been more predisposed to sure. contentment and valuing contentment. But when you talk about like the American spirit and ingenuity and just pursuing and taking risks and all that, like that's our country is kind of founded on some of that. That doesn't necessarily equate to a culture that really values contentment. Um, and so we see that in all of our different life stages. And I think part of that is, is again, it kind of goes back full circle to what you said about just trusting trusting that God is not withholding any good thing from you and that whatever season he has you in in life, like be content in that. There are different seasons to life. And we often think, you know, when we're really busy, we wish that we weren't so busy. And when we're, we're not busy, we're bored and wish that we had more going on. And like, because the circumstances are never, we never have the yeah. exact right amount of things. It's a constant tension. Yeah. yeah I really don't think I've feel like ever it. had anybody... When I ask him, like, hey, how's your week been? We, we joke about that. Like, if you ask people in Northeast Wisconsin, how's your week been? The answer you're going to get 90% of the time is busy but good. Right, yeah, yes. Know, because we can't, you you got to complain just a little bit, but not not enough to make it look like you're weak. And so um, sometimes it's busy and hard. But um, but who are you? Okay, who are you looking forward to going and talking to? If you're in a room and you know you can go and say, "Hey, how how was your weekend?" to somebody, and you're going to hear 
oh yeah busy or you could talk to somebody who's like oh it was man it was a joyful weekend let me tell you all the stuff i did yeah like Like, you want to go talk to that person because that's what when you're when you're content and you believe that god isn't withholding anything then you know that if god gave you a really busy weekend then it's for your joy and right and you're gonna i've i've definitely talked with people who say you know it was joyfully busy like it was full yeah so those are the words we use like we'll, we'll say it was full yeah and 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 i've just been thinking about that like i don't want to say busy busy means too frantic right like yeah it was just packed with too much stuff it was over too much. overstuffed yeah but full is like oh my cup is full yeah so you know um we've had a lot of visitors lately uh you know friends that some friends we haven't seen in a long time and others that we've seen more regularly and um but that means that it's full yeah so yeah is it is it busy? Does it mean like it kind of, you know, it sometimes changes our plans and changes things, but, but we want to be content in that because God is giving that. And then there's going to be other seasons. There's kind of a natural rhythm to the calendar, you know, where we're going to enter a season, um, you know, when it gets winter and cold and dark and nobody's going out for ice cream at five, five o'clock when it's pitch black. I mean, outside, speak for right? yourself, so but. Maybe some people are, but it's, you know, people start to kind of, I think going with those rhythms and being content in that, but that's, that's a little bit of a, a tangent and a rabbit trail, but really I'm just thinking, I want to give help because I, I just know that for so many of us, um, contentment is hard. I mean, you want to see it again, ask about the weather. Oh yeah. Like, Isn't that true? It's yeah. too hot or too cold. It's rare. The, the, the three answers that you're going to get is like, it's too hot, it's too cold, or yes, it's beautiful, but it won't last. Right, right. Like there's never, and it's <laughs> always the spirit yeah. of discontentment. Like yeah. if I'm, I'm either, I either want it to be warmer, I want it to be colder, or I'm discontent because it's not going to last. And like, rather than just saying, man, I'm content in these circumstances. Like this is the day that God has given us. Yeah. If, Let's find joy in it. Right. Yeah. If it's, if it's raining, he's given us the gift of rain and there's beautiful gifts in that. And if he's given us heat, if he's given us cold and snow, and if he's, like everything outside of ticks, he has given us for our enjoyment. And mosquitoes. We'll throw mosquitoes in there. Yeah, too. probably mos- Yeah, mosquitoes too. But like, I, you're right. And what, if we can have a cultivate a culture of that, and not fake joy or fake happiness of like, oh great, it's raining, but of like, man, when it's when it's raining, there's something beautiful that's going on in there, and yeah. and to be content in those and know that this is what God gave me. If we can cultivate a culture, I agree with you that it that is contagious. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And it's another example of how when we trust God as a church, there's something really attractive about that together. So my hope is that we can um, that we can pursue that together. And, and so if you need help in that, we would love to help you. Yeah. Um, you can contact us. You can also contact us if you have any questions for the podcast. Connect at faithpeshtigo.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We would love to to connect with you even if you're not in this area if you're somehow listening to this podcast for whatever reason we'd love to uh, connect with you and find out how we can be praying for you or or how we can help you out with that so uh thank you for listening and as you go go in peace Bye.